This is the Practical Teaching Tips Podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, high school science and chemistry teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode. Um, Let's get straight into today's topic. We're talking about homework today and um, how it can be organized properly by teachers and um, how for some teachers, unfortunately, especially newly qualified teachers, um, it can cause a few problems. Um, One of the big things we have to remember about homework is that When we set it, we've got to somehow mark it. And if we're not careful, we can set too much work, which gives us too much marking, or at least we can set so much work that we've then got to somehow deal with it and provide some kind of feedback for the students. And on top of that, we have to think about whether or not our homework is actually helping our students increase their progress, their attainment, helping them to learn new content. So I'm going to talk about all these things today. Um, But first, I'd like to read to you um, an email I received a few years ago, uh, which I included in one of my blog posts, uh, which is linked below. And uh, here's the email. Dear Richard, I'm about to finish my first year in teaching, and I'm really ashamed to admit that I haven't been able to mark my students' homework on time each week. In fact, I've set so much homework that it has just piled up and piled up over the course of this year, to the point where I now have a literal mountain to deal with. I'm kind of hoping that most of my students will forget that I have their work, and this seems to be happening as some of it is months old. I'm so stressed out, how can I make sure that this never happens again? Well, um, that email that I received um, from this this stressed out NQT um, is describing a situation that is actually all too common. Um, As I said, especially with inexperienced teachers, um, it is very um, easy to become overwhelmed with marking particularly homework marking. Um, It's a very common problem. It was a common problem um, back when I was a trainee teacher and it was it was a problem that I had to deal with myself. It can be very difficult to organize homework especially when you're first starting. Um, But I am going to go through some tips today that um, can really help you think about what you're setting your students to do how you're setting it and how you're then giving that work back to the students. And the good news is that when homework is designed properly and it's organized properly, it can actually really help your students get better grades. And it can also be a very fulfilling experience um, for the teacher who sets it as well. Now, the first thing I want to mention to everybody is that homework is not pointless. Um, And unfortunately, I have to say that because a number of articles recently um, and a number of um, 
kind of semi-research papers have come out um, that have caused teachers to question the merits of homework. Um, And at one point, uh, going back about 10 years ago or so, the mindset within schools was that homework was completely pointless. Um, And there was some kind of tentative links made to that conclusion in some research that was done. Um, And I even remember sitting in on a departmental meeting in which a number of teachers suggested that we shouldn't even set homework at all because it doesn't help students. Now, that might be a nice excuse to avoid doing some paperwork, um, but unfortunately, it's not true. In my experience, homework is only pointless if the kids never, ever receive feedback. And I have seen that happen before. Uh, When I worked in China, for example, um, the year I started there, um, I remember collecting in um, almost, I think it was even in the first lesson that I had with my new students, um, my job was to collect in their summer homework that their previous teacher had set for them. And they had been given, these students had been given this task in every subject of completing these big booklets of questions. I mean, it must have taken an astronomical amount of time to do. And my job was to collect all of that homework and put it in this special room that had been set up um, for um, for the relevant teacher to mark. And I remember piling this these um you know these these books on this big table in this room and all the teachers had to do the same they brought in all the students homework put it on these these tables um and at the end of like the first week this 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 room was filled with these these homework books and i remember going in back into that room about 3 months later and almost all of the homework was still there it had not been marked And the students were very resentful about that. Um, And it's just a pointless exercise when we give homework to students and we don't give feedback on it. That is the only time, actually, that homework is pointless. Now, when homework is set properly and feedback is given in a timely manner, it can be a great method of highlighting uh, misconceptions highlighting um, silly mistakes in exam questions, for example. And it can be, if, if you do it properly, it can also be a great way to build students' research skills and get them discovering new things um, and also preparing um, for lessons and reading ahead before lessons begin. So definitely um, keep that in mind, everybody. You might hear some of your colleagues Um, or people in other schools um, or on the internet saying that homework is pointless and and it's not pointless, not if it's designed properly. Now, the second thing I want everyone to think about when, when setting homework is think about the purpose of the homework that you are setting for your students. Why are you setting that piece of homework? Because even just thinking about that, thinking about why, why am I giving this homework to my students, will really just get you thinking about the return on investment for that homework. Is it really worth giving this work to the students, which you then have to deal with and mark or, you know, 
organize in some way and give back to the students at some point? Is it really worth all that effort? And usually, homework falls into one of four categories. Firstly, homework is given to review concepts that, that have been covered in class. And um, that's a very common one that I set. Sometimes homework is also set to prepare students for new content they will cover. And, and this is the kind of basis of the flipped classroom or the, or the flipped learning uh, methodology. And the third thing that homework is often used for is to prepare students for exams. Uh, for example, with past papers and exam style questions and revision tasks, uh, preparing students for tests, for example. And the fourth um, type of homework is a combination, usually, of all those things I've mentioned. So reviewing concepts, preparing for new material, or preparing for exams. And that's nearly always what homework is. Sometimes it might involve completing coursework, which is a compulsory element of the course. But essentially, if the homework the students have been set is not fulfilling one of those uh, purposes I've just mentioned, then you've really got to ask yourself, is it worth it? What are the students going to get out of that homework? Um, and, you know, if, if the students are not really going to get that much from it, and it's not going to help them get better grades, or it's not going to help them understand a concept better, and you're just doing it because you have to, or maybe your school has a policy where you must give a piece of homework um, to a class every week or something. Um, I've got my own opinions about that. But there are some schools like that where, you know, as a teacher, your, your freedom, your creative freedom to choose when to give homework. And in some schools, what kind of homework to give. Sometimes that's taken away from you. Um, but I would I would say that giving homework should never just be a box ticking exercise. It should never just be something that you do because you have to do it. Homework should always have a bigger purpose than that. It should always be set because the students are going to get something good out of it as well. Um, and I'm sorry if that sounds patronizing, but I do think it's always worth keeping that in mind. Even today, after 16 years of, of being a high school science and mathematics teacher myself, whenever I set a homework, I'm always thinking, um, even after all those years of experience, what is the ROI on this homework? What are the students going to get from this? Is this just a pointless exercise which is not really going to do much for them? Is it going to build their research skills? Is it going to build collaboration? Is it going to um, embed a concept? Is it going to allow students to apply their knowledge to an unfamiliar situation? I'm, I'm just constantly thinking about, is it worth setting this homework? And, and to be honest, if it's not worth setting it, then don't set it seriously. Because sometimes when you set homework that is poorly linked to the curriculum or doesn't really help the students move forward it can actually do more harm than good because it can cause confusion sometimes um, and students can start thinking oh I got this homework from Mr Rogers I, I must need to know that for the exam and you know if, if you haven't designed the homework properly you can end up um, 
actually causing some misconceptions or or causing students to review or learn or read ahead on content that they don't need to know as well and, and we really don't want to waste our students time and we don't want to waste our time as well when we come to marking it and that's the third consideration we should all be thinking about how much time will the students need to complete the homework that you have set and this is a very important consideration um, and sometimes as adults it can be really difficult to put ourselves in the students' shoes. Um, it, for me personally, it's, it's been a long time since I was a high school student. Um, my uh, conditions at home, my, my family conditions were very unique. Uh, and I think every student has very unique um, conditions at home and unique pressures and unique situations. And, it, and it's important that we don't just assume that students have all the time in the world and they have a, a nice uh, neat space in their bedroom where they can you know spread out their homework on a big desk and do some work or something you know not every student has that um, so we've got to think about is the homework too demanding or is it too easy uh, will they have enough time to complete it um, is your deadline reasonable one challenge I often find with older high school students is that they have multiple deadlines from multiple teachers. And if you don't somehow coordinate your homework with those teachers, you can overwhelm the students sometimes. Now, most of the time, schools get around this by creating some kind of homework timetable. But as um, people will know listening to this, you know, these homework timetables are not foolproof. And there's still flexibility when they're applied. Um, and sometimes things come up that affect students. I mean, I recently had um, uh, some students come to me, actually just two days ago, um, and they told me that um, they had a test next week um, on the same day that my homework was due in, and, and they asked for an extension. And I said, certainly, no problem. Thank you for letting me know. You did the right thing by... Um, telling me before the homework was due in I understand you've got a test so yeah you can you can hand it in um, a week later but I expect it to be a higher standard I expect it to be perfect if you hand it in later um, but of course you can be flexible like that with older students I think um, and I think it is important to um, take the whole life of the student into account and not just see your subject as a standalone um, kind of battle for supremacy um, so you've, you've really got to keep that in mind I think and also with with especially with older students I do think it's okay from time to time to ask them what a reasonable deadline would be for the homework as well um, and you will most of the time find that students are very reasonable you'll hear some jokes you know some students will say oh next year please but they don't mean that, you know, they'll, they'll come around and they'll say, OK, next week on Wednesday or whenever it might be. Um, so so think about doing that. Now, the fourth thing we've really got to think about when we're setting homework is how much self-study or research will our students have to do to complete the work? And secondly, if they do have to do research or they do have to do self-study, where are they going to get that information they need from? And the thing with this is, 
if the piece of work that we're setting involves um, preparation for skills that are soon to be covered in class or content that's soon to be covered, you know, that this common, um, uh, this, this popular flipped learning methodology, then your students are going to have to do quite a bit of self-study. And we need to ask ourselves, is it reasonable to ask our students to do this? Are they old enough? Are they mature enough? Are they able to find out this information on their own? And if they're not, then we may need to give the students some tips on which websites, which textbooks, which material they need to look at in order to um, complete this homework. Now, the fifth consideration, which I think is probably the most important one, is can you mark this work? Do you have time to give feedback on this work? Because if you're going to make the students do something at home and invest their time in a piece of homework, um, then you have to really you have to really reciprocate that with your own time and effort in providing feedback. I really believe that. And I don't think it's fair for students to be doing homework and to not get feedback until a very long time later, um, if at all. Um, it's just not professional. So it's a very important consideration and it can be overlooked by teachers who are in a rush. So we've got to think carefully. If we're setting, for example, a booklet of past paper questions for AS level students, um, then how is that going to be marked? Are you going to make the students peer assess that in class? Are they going to self-assess it? Um, are you going to mark it? Um, how are the students going to receive feedback? Um, are they going to improve the work afterwards as well? All of this we have to think of. Um, and, and, you know, I will say that, again, really just to make this point, that homework really is nonsensical and pointless if the students don't get any feedback on it. There's just no point setting that work. So if you feel that you can't give feedback on that work, then don't set it would be my advice. However, saying that, though, there's always a way, I think, that you can give some feedback, even if it's just verbal feedback, um, or even if it's... Um, the students peer assessing the work and then you collect it in afterwards just to check that they've actually done the homework um, or if they self-assess it using a mark scheme um, or if um, there's a mixture of that maybe uh, the students peer assess the first part of the homework and, and you mark the second part you've got to think of manageable solutions to providing feedback on that homework and you've got to be honest with yourself um, if you honestly don't have enough time, then think about setting pieces of work which are smaller rather than larger. Um, manageable assignments, which, which the students can manage and you can manage when it comes to marking. Um, and another thing I'll say is don't try and do everything yourself when it comes to marking. Um, I've already mentioned peer assessment, self-assessment, and even... Um, Experiment with automated assessment as well. Um, instructional software that can mark the work for the students. Um, there's lots of examples. Um, software that I use and I have used in the past include things like Educake, 
which involves multiple choice questions that the children can do, and it marks it for the students. Um, online quiz apps like Kahoot and Quizzes and Quizlet um, and Blookit, um, often they can be set as homework assignments. Uh, things like MyMaths um, and uh, Lexia Learning for English. There's there's all kinds of um, software nowadays that can actually mark the work for you. So think about using that as well. Um, as I mentioned, when it comes to peer-assessed and self-assessed assignments, just make sure you do actually collect the work in and you at least check the students have done that work. Um, you will find that if the day the homework's due in, you just give the students some mark schemes and, and you say, okay, peer assess that now, use a different color to write your corrections. Um, some students will look as if they're marking the work, but they might not have done the work. So you, you've really got to make students aware that you are vigilant and you are collecting that work and you are going to check that it's been done. Um, you know, students can be sneaky sometimes. Um, most students, of course, are not like that, but but there's some that can that can be like that. So you've just got to be a bit careful. Um, um, and also, another good tip is to spend some time when you're not teaching to plan your homework for the week ahead. Now, for me personally, I like to use a Sunday to do that. Um, it's just the best time of the week for me. But for you, it might be different. But when, when it comes to planning the homework you will set next week, think about what exactly you will set. When will you set it? Um, will you have enough time to mark everything? When will you mark that work? How will you mark that work? Um, how will you make your homework of manageable size. Um, and I can tell you that an hour or so spent planning that is time well invested because it's much better. Spending an hour on a weekend planning your homework for the week ahead is much better than spending four hours cramming in a marking marathon uh, one night because you didn't think ahead. And I've been there before. Um, I've I've been in some horrible situations I've created for myself where I've given my students really big assignments and they hand them in and then all of a sudden I've thought to myself, that was stupid. Now I've got to mark all that work and I've just told the students I'm going to mark it. So I can't peer assess it or self-assess it with them now. And I've been in situations when I was younger where I've, I've been up all night, um, sometimes with no sleep, marking homework. And it's just not worth it. It's, it's not the way that we should be operating as teachers. It's unnecessary. So um, avoid doing that at all costs. Now, another consideration um, that you, you really um, need to keep in mind is, are you organized enough? Now, I don't mean to sound patronizing, again, but... Are you really organized enough? Um, and I must admit, organization is something that I don't naturally find very easy myself. And it has been a challenge for me over the years to get good at organizing um, everything to do with my life as a teacher. It has taken me many years to, to master organization as a teacher. Um, if you're a primary school teacher, 
then you're going to be collecting in assignments relating to different subject areas each week. Uh, if you're a high school or middle school or secondary school teacher, you're going to be collecting in work from potentially more than 100 students on a regular basis. You know, if you're collecting homework from every class you teach every week, you could be collecting in quite a lot of work. So you need to um, have some kind of filing system in place for all of that homework. Um, if it's physical work, if it's, you know, paper-based work, do you have some trays? Do you have folders? Do you have a set of drawers in your room where the students can put their work, for example? Um, it's very easy to lose homework when it's paper-based. I've done that once or twice in the past, um, to my embarrassment. Nowadays, a lot of homework, of course, is being set electronically, which is a revolution in teaching um, because it just means that everything is in one place, usually, um, and you, you can have electronic folders. But just make sure you've got a good organizational system for actually collecting in that homework and keeping it somewhere until the feedback's given um, and making sure you don't lose that work. Um, one strategy that absolutely works for me uh, is I get all of my students to complete their homework on loose sheets of paper and not their notebooks if I'm doing paper-based homework. Now, why do I do it that way? The reason is if they do their homework in their notebooks and I haven't had time to mark their work by the very next lesson, then it's a big nightmare having to give back notebooks again and then collect them in continuously. Now, some of you might be able to relate to what I'm talking to. You collect in a big pile of notebooks. You plan to get the homework marked before your next lesson. So maybe you collect those notebooks in on Tuesday. Their next lesson with you is on Thursday. And uh, you say, OK, I'm going to mark this homework uh, on Wednesday and I'll give their books back on Thursday. And then all of a sudden something comes up. You know, you've got a meeting or an event comes up or, you know, you have to do some private tutoring or something or a family event comes up. Something happens and you don't get that work marked. And then all of a sudden you've got to give the books back to the students. And then the students say, oh, Mr. Rogers, my homework isn't marked. And then you've got to explain yourself or you've got to come up with a, a reason for that or you have to think of a way around it. And it's just a, a bit of a a mini headache you have to deal with. So my advice is if you are doing paper-based work, um, get the students to do it on loose paper so that you can just collect the, the, the work in. The students can keep their notebooks and you just give them back the homework assignments once they are, once they're marked or once you've done the feedback. Um, of course, nowadays, a lot of the homework I, I actually mark and I, I give feedback on is electronic. So, um, you know, that problem goes away immediately with that. Um, and also, yeah, again, think about when you're marking as well. Um, Utilise your, your free periods, I would say, um, you know, very, very um, productively. Uh, make sure that, um, you know, if you have an afternoon off on a Tuesday, for example, Use the afternoon productively so that, you know, you're not using too much of your free time uh, marking student work or giving feedback. So here's a summary conclusion then of what to do when it comes to homework. So number one, 
think carefully about the purpose of each piece of work you set. Number two, don't set work that will take the students too long or too little time to complete. Think carefully about um, how demanding the work is. Um, number three, think carefully about the demands of any research that the students will have to do. Maybe you need to point them in the right direction when it comes to uh, links and textbooks and where to find the relevant information. Fourth thing to think about, use a variety of assessment strategies to mark student work. Don't make assignments so big that you just don't have time to mark them. Um, and also use things like peer assessment, self-assessment, automated assessment, verbal feedback. And number five, make sure you have some kind of filing system in place for that homework, whether that's an electronic filing system like Google Classroom, for example, or a some, some kind of tray-based uh, filing cabinet-based um, uh, plastic wallet-based system for loose loose work or paper-based work. Um, yes, and I think that's it, everybody. Um, so I really hope that that was helpful. Um, everything I've just told you there has come from many years of personal pain on my part. I have made every mistake in the book when it comes to homework and setting homework and marking homework. Um, and it's it's just been a real pleasure for me today to just offload all of that and provide everybody listening with this information because everything I've told you today, um, those are things that I have had to learn the hard way uh, from hard experience. You know, it's not stuff that I've taken from a textbook or I've, you know, gone on some websites and done some research on it. It's all from my life experience over the past 16 years as a high school um, science and maths teacher. So, um, you know, do put into practice the things I've said. I promise they will work. Um, it will take a little bit of time to make the changes you need to make and to get the systems in place. Uh, you may need to talk with senior management if, if it involves things like um, changing the demands of the homework or uh, maybe being a bit more flexible with when and how you set homework, particularly if you work in a very high stakes environment. Um, but it's definitely worth having those conversations if you need to, because um, the the impact on your mental health, your well-being, your students' mental health, their well-being, and and also on the students' attainment and progress is is just going to be very positive. Um, so lots to think about, everyone. If you would like um, to check out my blog for teachers, uh, which contains hundreds and hundreds of articles about everything to do with teaching, then you can check that out at richardjamesrogers.com. So that's my website again, uh, richardjamesrogers.com. And if you have a topic request, or if you want to contact me, you can email me at info at richardjamesrogers.com. So one more time, that's info at richardjamesrogers.com. And a final shameless plug if you want a great book to help you with classroom management, then check out my bestseller, which is called The Quick Guide to Classroom Management, 45 Secrets That All High School Teachers Need to Know. So thank you, everybody. I hope that was useful. Until next time, bye-bye for now.